Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you like extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Well, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro to become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Programs, it is I, Jay Funktastic, Jason Robbins, and I am here with uh, Mr. Wally Phelps. Hello. Hello, that's all you got? That's all you got for him in this new year? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, hello there! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like we said before, um, actually, before I start, um, Derek Diamond, your usual co-host, is uh, is not here this evening. He won't be here for the next couple of weeks because he had some uh, some personal things come up in his life and ask me if uh, if we could, if he could take a couple weeks off and uh, get some stuff you know taken care of in his personal life so I of course asked our our best good friend Mr. Wally Phelps if he could fill in for Mr. Derek Diamond while he's away and while I said no us. and yeah he said no so he's not here while he's not here <laughs> <laughs> and um, like we said uh, before the the year ended we had some new stuff we were working on for this new for the new year. And um, one of the things we're going to do um, every month, once a month, we're going to do a, a community spotlight where um, we talk to a member of our Patreon community and community at large here uh, for the Nerd Cave Retro. And for the very first one, who else other than the person who's been here for some reason likes me and Wally. He's been here since <laughs> since the pop culture palette days and he still follows us. So apparently we're doing something right. Uh, he's our community manager. Uh, if you would like to join our Discord community, it's at Bethany underscore Fox One on Twitter. Bethany Fox, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> Joining us from the other side of the of the world, you're actually in a, a safe place right now because America today is uh, burning to the ground. 
<laughs> so you get to watch us from a safe distance and and see the uh <laughs> far far away in the down under so how is how are things going in the down under these days um you know as good as they as good as they could i suppose we've had a few um hot spots flare up in the state that i'm living in um other than that still on restrictions they just brought in mandatory mask wearing um as of monday mm. so what else can you do yeah pretty much the same here it's well <sighs> i mean the hot spots are spots at this point yeah <laughs> they're big spots <laughs> So right. let, tell us, tell us about you. Um, you're our community manager over on the Discord, and uh, we have a thriving Discord community. Tell us about you. Like, t- tell us things that you, that we should know about you. Well, um, well, <clears throat> I, hmm, well, <clears throat> I. As I, I I do write, I write um, uh, I write a couple of short stories um, here and there. Um, I have a major one that I'm working on at the moment, which has been going on for a couple of years. Um, I've got some 40k custom law that I'm working on. Um, I'm very big into Warhammer. In a pile of empty boxes back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> How did you get into Warhammer? Because that's something that uh, you're. You, we have our own channel dedicated to uh, 40k lore and all the you know Warhammer type stuff. And um, you put so much stuff in there. And I, I've only played like one Warhammer game in my life, so all the stuff you know is just like. I, I can't even like imagine having that much uh, information in my head. I don't even know if I know that much about Star Wars that you know about Warhammer. Um, well, I first got into it. I was first introduced to it um, by my brothers, actually. Um, my eldest brother um, was into it back in the day. Um, this is going back probably late 90s mid to late 90s doing the tabletop um, stuff was was yeah there, uh was there video games back then or was it just all tabletop um i think at that time there was a video game i think that's roughly when dawn of war was released if i'm not mistaken either it was either late 90s or early 2000s i'm not 100 percent sure because I know that uh, the creators of Warcraft <laughs> took a lot of uh, inspiration from Warhammer, which, I mean, is pretty obvious when you play any kind of uh, Warcraft games. Um, yeah, I think um, Warhammer has been around for hmm, since ooh, early 80s, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's been around since the early 80s. Uh it's it started out as a tabletop and it's still going as a tabletop it's fairly popular um there's um 
there's tons and tons of lore around all of it. But <clears throat> the one thing that really got me really, really into it, <clears throat> um, I was I was first properly introduced to it through Dawn of War. Uh, it was Dawn of War uh Dark Crusade, I believe it was. Um, that's the first game that I started playing and started getting into a very little bit of the lore. And then um, I did more and more of my own research. And um, yeah, it's the actual lore behind itself, behind all of it is extremely fascinating. Yeah. Well, that was the one thing I really liked about uh, the game that I played was, I don't know if you got, uh, did you ever play Space Marine, Wally, for the Xbox 360? No, but I know what you're talking about. That was a really fun game because it the, uh, the aesthetic of the game, it, it's that far-flung future where, you know, humans against, uh, like, orcs from another planet and, and, you know, every all the humans are, like, super religious and, and and it's all about like you know paladins and all that kind of stuff so it's a really cool thing i just i i, I never went any further than uh than space marine uh i never got to play any of the sort of the real-time strategy games or anything like that well do I, I tried to get you into tabletop gaming for christ's sake i know <laughs> and you, the problem with tabletop gaming is it takes so much time well, and I think that's really what it was because you showed up because I, I, I brought you in to observe us playing D&D and you showed up on the at the worst possible moment because we were shopping. That was we were trying to get prepared for our our tra travels and you like maybe an hour into us buying you know well finding out whether or not this place had charcoal yeah. <laughs> you were like you know what i'm 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 good i'll see y'all later <laughs> I, mean, so, I, I played a lot of champions when i was younger i never really played D D. I i played a lot of champions when i was younger that was really the only kind of uh, <clears throat> it wasn't so much tabletop it was more just kind of pen and paper you know type of thing wasn't so much tabletop um yeah well uh that is um an rpg so it's which is D, D falls rough falls also in the category of um rpg as well um but um with 40k with warhammer and um warhammer age of sigma which is the which is back in the day it used to be called fantasy <clears throat> warhammer fantasy um it those games generally are quicker mm -hmm. um D, &D right. can take days months years yeah sometime. ours is on three years now yeah um, <laughs> so um whereas warhammer can take an hour to a day see it depends right. on it depends on how big the scale is. So a uh, a fifteen hundred point, yeah, fifteen hundred point army, a fifteen hundred point match would generally take about two three hours, depending on mm -hmm. what game you're playing. Um, that you can do smaller games. You can do a five hundred point army game, which is going to be a lot quicker. Um, it, 
<clears throat> it all depends. Um, right. And each unit has a certain number of points that you assign to that that's assigned to it. Right. And that's how it's. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's the, the only thing that I played that was similar to that was hero clicks, um, which had a similar point value system and yeah, matches did take like two, three hours. Yeah, I remember when you and everybody were into the hero clicks at one time and you guys were going crazy over buying all these hero clicks. And I, I just it wasn't me. James was buying them <laughs> yeah. because he wanted to, he was buying the ones that would kick my ass. So yeah, I just I don't have the money, the extra money to just spend. You know, like... neither did I. So James kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and and hey, the models, models in general just look cool. All right, like, mm-hmm. there's that's one of the new Space Marine units. Oh, see, I, the uses, only uses grab like uh, grab technology. But they only just recently brought them in. The only um, hero click I st- I have, I don't know if you guys remember City of Villains for the PC. <laughs> I still yeah. have my box, and I've got one of the yeah, hero right, clicks right. still in the bag. That's pretty but, cool, actually. That looks cool. I, I've got I've I've got a whole thing full of them over in the I'm corner sure of my room right now. Do. <laughs> Along with I'm not going to bring them over here. But the, the <laughs> thing the thing is with 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 uh, 40k is that I know uh, a lot of my friends actually are into it, and like you know, LB does a yeah. lot of customizations and things like that on on the figures. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, customization. My my friend Mark that plays D and D with me brings. Warhammer figures, like you know, uh, like mech type things, and he's got them painted to look like they've they've got graffiti on it and stuff like that. And I don't know how he does it, but it looks amazing. <laughs> what yeah. he's done with that's uh, our yeah. our mutual friend LB. That's pretty much all he's done. The entire uh, um, uh, quarantine, quarantine uh, is just uh, painting. Um, Warhammer figures, and I, you know, I go over to his house occasionally, and like his garage is just this shrine to Warhammer 40k. Like he's he's just got, you know, you pro- probably took like five years off my life from the paint that's in there that he uses to paint them with. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> most of the time, <clears throat> like just model painting in general, because Star Wars has a model range. It, mm-hmm. It's got a tabletop game. Um, it's, I believe they've also got a space type game as well, which and you is can played combine on the two. Yeah, um, I, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I've seen models for Star Wars. I've just, I've never looked into it because it just, it doesn't particularly interest me too much. But when it comes to painting models. Um, you can stick to your general, like, what's on the box type paint scheme, or you can um, just go balls to the wall and just do do your own thing. Like, I've got I've got a couple of models <clears throat> over to my right, which they're too far away to grab, but um, I've just done all custom stuff like even even this is not even painted in the right colors Hmm. nice that's cool they're just like custom 
or just colors that I want to paint it in. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of places are like that. And, um, 40k allows you to have that freedom. Um, and even, um, uh, there's another one cause there's quite a few tabletop games. I just, I can't think of what they are. Um, but in general, like you, you buy the models, you put them together and then you paint them. It's, uh, for a lot of people, it's very, very therapeutic. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It sounds like something I could really get into because I, you know, with adult attention deficit disorder, I get really hyper-focused on the things that I enjoy. So that would probably be one of the things I get hyper-focused on and then everything just kind of falls away. <clears throat> the next thing I know, it's like nine hours later and I've painted like 20 figures. So might be something <laughs> I need to look into to, to center myself yeah. sometimes. And yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where you just put a model together, you pick up a brush and mm-hmm. start painting and forget about everything else that's happening around. Well, um, we're about to go into uh, start the show and do the news segment, and uh, we have asked Bethany Fox to hang out with us for the entire show. And um, so thank you for uh, you know coming on and, and telling us about you, telling us a little bit about you. If you'd like to join our Discord server, um, he, he will remind me uh, oh. <laughs> to put the uh, uh, link out there. <laughs> you tweeted it yeah. out earlier. Just quickly, um, I'll probably say it at the end of the show as well. Um, if you are watching in Twitch, you can go straight over to um, Jay's uh, Twitter, uh, Nerd Cave Twitter, I believe. I think that's where I put it. Yes, you can put it on the Nerd Cave Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, I've put a link to the Discord in the comments of that post. Um, so yeah. And, uh, don't be afraid to join the community. It's, uh, it's a bunch of good people. We all, you know, everybody's friendly. Nobody's, uh, anybody toxic will get ejected immediately. So it's a safe place to be. I'm not there anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so if you'd like to join, go, uh, check out the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter. And, uh, so you guys want to go ahead and go into the news for this week? If we must. Let's do it. (laughs) This first story is an email from one of our regular listeners. I am the Rampage. This is from themotherofallnerds.com. Gerard Butler has been chosen to play Kratos in Sony's God of War movie. Um, Sony Pictures remains focused on adaptations of some of the most popular video game franchises. 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 What the hell is a franchise? A franchise and a franchise (laughs) that are exclusive to PlayStation following the successful completion of shootings for the Uncharted film starring Tom Holland, which is currently in post-production. Sony will focus on God of War, which is expected to begin filming next spring uh, ahead of the planned release by Sony in 2022. The casting process is already paying off, as confirmed by The Hollywood Reporter. Gerard, L- Gerard Butler, I cannot talk tonight. Gerard Butler has been chosen by Sony to play Kratos, the Ghost of Sparta, in the film adaptation of the video game franchise. What do you guys think of uh, Gerard Butler playing Kratos? I mean, if, if we get another 300 
you know, Leonidas type, um, uh, uh, type of I thing out of him. <laughs> um, okay. Firstly, I had no idea they were making a God of War movie. Right. So while he's um, making a making a nasty face, like he just smelled a huge fart. So what what is that face about? <laughs> I just think um, it's so on the nose is all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Where, I need. I. I. Oh, I'll be honest. I, I don't. Can't, I can't really think. Of I it can't about. picture it. I can't. I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his a photo of him. I can't picture him. He's. He's not. He's not. 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 Wouldn't say not buff enough, but he. I. He doesn't have. I don't think he's got the figure that I would expect Kratos to be. Yeah, but who really does? <laughs> I mean, Kratos is like well, 300 how pounds. How dare of- you, sir? I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Kratos is very... Kratos is very muscly. Well, I mean, like, if you could... He's if you could, If you could cast somebody as right now as Kratos, who would you be your top pick? It would either be, um, it would probably either be um, Vin Diesel, I reckon, Ooh. or um, or um, I've forgotten his name, and he's Australian, and I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris, Hemsworth? Uh, Chris Hemsworth? No. Um, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> no. No, Wolverine. I just can't think. Of oh, oh, Hugh, Hugh Jack- Jackman. Hugh Jackman. I was gonna say. Actor. <laughs> I was gonna say Yahoo Serious. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, um, what about you, um, Wally? Who would you? Who would be your on your top list? Oh, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, I think that the. I mean, he has the range to to cover it, and it is, of course, you. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm not willing to hit the gym that hard. Sorry. Okay, fine. Paul Rudd. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know. <laughs> it's just, just. I'll be honest that you know you say Chris Hemsworth, and that kind of pops in my head. Like I can see Chris Hemsworth playing Kratos. Okay, I need to go back to Google. I forgot what he looks like. <laughs> You don't remember what Chris um, Hemsworth looks like? What kind of Australian I, are you? <laughs> I don't know what um, every American looks like, you racist. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, he is definitely a strong contender. Mm-hmm. He'd make a great Kratos. But, yeah, I Gerard Butler, I just... I can't. I can't see him being Kratos. Well, the thing is, Gerard Butler's getting older too. He's he's got to be pushing fifty at this point. So I, right. I would imagine if they're gonna, maybe they're gonna do an older Kratos, kind of like the the last game that was out. You know, an yeah, older, I mean, more kind of beat down, like he's been through the shit already. Kind of. I just hope it's whatever. Whatever they do with it, I just hope it's not a failure. Yeah, I. I mean, I can't wait. I. I I'm not a huge fan of the God of War series, but I have played them and I, I do like them. I never, I didn't play the last one. I still have to get to it, but uh, I will one of these days. But um, I do like the God of War series. I think it will make a good movie. I just hope 
they get a good director, good writer, and like you said, I hope they don't screw it up. Yeah. And uh, Wally, do you want to take the next story, or you want me to do all three? I, I can do that. Let me okay. Let me open it. All right. So uh, this one, I think, uh, is like we've done. You've done this many times. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, it says industry analysts are still confident we'll see a Switch Pro this year. Maybe they'll just call it the new Nintendo Switch, though. Which um, GameIndustry.biz is back with its annual predictions for the year, and it seems like industry experts think it's about to be a big year for Nintendo. Blah, 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 lots of stuff we don't care about. Mm -hmm. When asked for his first 2021 prediction, Dr. Toto, who blessed the rains down in Africa, Mm. begins with the launch of the Switch Pro. I predict a beef <laughs> device coming to Nintendo's next financial year, he says in the interview with GI.biz. However, last year, Dr. Toto, who is not in Kansas anymore, predicted a spectacular game on mobile from Nintendo, a prediction that he says was false. No love for Pokemon Cafe mix then. He adds that Switch is just a word, but we're not entirely sure what it means. It's a little ominous, actually. And and I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna read the rest of it because it really doesn't give you any information. Yeah, it just well, the basically thing I, the thing I wanted to really talk about here is he says he predicts a beef up, beefed up 4K device. Right. I don't see that happening in that form factor. You have no. to have, you have to have something way more powerful to do 4K. It it is doable. Yeah, but you'll get like Except, 10, 10 minutes of battery it, life if you do that. That's what I mean. Like, it is doable, except there are major, um, there are a lot of like big downfalls. You're talking about a, a more chunkier um, device. Like, I mean, mobile phones have, some mobiles have 4K displays in them. They have, they, they have, they definitely have 1440 displays yeah um i mean my phone is capable uh in fact my phone has game pass on it i can use my xbox controller play xbox games at 4k 120 frames per second and i don't see why nintendo can't make a device like that but i don't think they will because it'll be too expensive not only that um like i said it is doable but they the device would need to be bigger the um not much bigger it only need to be slightly bigger they'd have to um overhaul the um the cooling on the device that's what um, i was gonna say the because... cooling's very even on even on a switch now yeah it's not cooled properly that even when it's in its dock mm-hmm. the dock restricts a lot of airflow it really to, does to the switch um but so they they need to they do need to um, do an overhaul on a lot of the stuff. But 4K is doable. It'll be expensive though. Um, yeah. They could potentially go to maybe a 1080 display or a 1440 display. Um, I think and that still... would be top. Honestly, I you know 1440 would probably be as high as they would go because, like you <clears> said, the the switch already gets hot in my hands and it's only doing right. 720. If you're doing 4K, 
I mean, you got to have a better cooling system. Um, it's gonna it's gonna have to be beefier, and it's better get, processor. Yeah, it's gonna get no battery life whatsoever. The and, only um, thing I can think of is that if it might be possible if they did a console where the handheld portion of it doesn't have all of the capabilities as yeah. the dock version. So the dock itself, uh, the the system is scalable where when yeah. you pull it out of the thing, you can play the game. It just honestly, won't be. There's no reason to have it in 4k, you know, in, in portable mode because a 1080 P would, it would be perfect. I mean, even at 720 things look, you know, you, you're not going to tell that much of a difference. See, I do, but I'm yeah, you know. <clears throat> yeah. I unfortunately I do as well, but yeah, it's I, really. If I'm on my computer, if I'm on my computer, I'm staring at two 4K monitors. So. Yeah. Right. Whenever I'm um, on my PlayStation Five, I'm looking at a 4K monitor. It, it just. Well, it's, I mean, I'm I'm just talking about in pure handheld mode, not like if you it only like say I could see it like you said if it does 1080p in handheld mode, which is more than enough that you need. But then you dock it, and then you it can go to 4K. That right. I see That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that so, would make more sense. But the thing is, right? Um, they could bump the display on the Switch to be 1080. That would actually be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the switch would have to be slightly slightly thicker, not much thicker to compensate for extra battery, bigger cooling, um, uh, better processors. Um, But at the same time, if they could somehow do some sort of uh, link, you know how like uh, laptops have lightning connectors. Yeah. Uh, Wally, I think depending on how new yours is, yours might have one. Um, I know Max or Max have them. Um, I do have one, yeah. Yeah, so with the lightning connectors, you can get this box. You can get this this enclosure. It's only about it's about yay long by about yay high. And um, you put an external graphics card in it, like a proper desktop graphics card in it, and it connects to your laptop via a lightning cable. So, And then they could do something similar to that, whereas they have more power in the dock um, to push those extra frames, but they don't need to go 4K for the Switch. Like most yeah. of their games are 1080. Yeah. 90% of the games on there are 1080. So it would be pointless to push the resolution that far. Yeah. I, I, unless they I really plan believe... on unless they plan on putting games like you know some of the AAA titles that are on Sony and 360 on the Switch. You know, like say the the new Doom game or something. Uh, and have it run it. New Doom game is on the Switch, and it's well, no, awful. That's what I'm saying. It, it can only do 720. I mean, that would be the type of thing you would put on the Switch to do for I got you. Right. And, you know, and the reason why I was thinking, you know, a scalable type system is because of the fact that Microsoft has a scalable system. There's the uh, Xbox Series S and X, and they play the same games, just one doesn't look as good as the other. Yeah. So it, it's, it's interesting... Uh, idea for a pro version of the switch but it just it i don't know nintendo doesn't seem to me like the type of company that would do that for a console uh yes it is a handheld also uh and they've done that demonstrably with their handhelds in the past yeah 
but it just doesn't seem like something they would do with the Switch itself. They've never done Not, it with a console. It, you know, that, that, it, it seems unnecessary. Yeah. Like right. to push push their resolution, even in dock mode, to push their resolution that far is unnecessary. Yeah. And to segment uh, the, the market like that, because the Switch is more geared towards the casual consumer it's not yeah. for so, these power it would, users it'd be exactly it'd be nice to maybe just push the display to 1080 and then and then it's 1080 on the dock and yeah. in handheld mode um that 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 would be perfectly fine um mm-hmm. hd yeah, looks imagine, regular hd does look good as know, long as it's imagine, not Imagine how good Breath of the Wild looks in just 720. Imagine just bumping that up to 1080. You know, right. would look incredible. I mean, that's um, a that's yeah. a def- definite difference. But like, but like they, I think what y'all misunderstood what I said earlier <coughs> when I was talking about 1080 and, and 4K is Nintendo games don't push the envelope like that when it comes to graphics. It's their their stuff is more stylized, so it doesn't need to be in 4k so but what, we're, but, but, but what we're trying to say is is that you know outside of that we're talking about third parties for the most part yeah because there's a, there's a lot of indie and a lot of AAA titles on the switch now yeah right and um, it, it the problem i'm running into is i i'm playing i haven't touched my switch since november and because i've been playing my playstation this whole time shame it's because it, it just the switch looks horrible compared to what I'm I'm doing See, what I'm pulling on the damn okay. sw- uh PlayStation. A, a lot of people are probably going to get pissed with this comment, but there there are there are a few categories people fall in, and like you've got your graphic snobs, mm-hmm. whereas. Which is exact, which is pretty much what Wally just unfortunately <laughs> described. Well, no, I'm not even. I'm not even like, just talking about. No, the no, 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 no. But that's that's what that's what you just described. You right. you won't touch anything that doesn't look amazing. Like, um, I, so because I I am I'm not. I'll play anything at any resolution. Right. Um, I play old titles, new titles, but. Like I have a preference. Like I was only playing my—I stopped playing my Switch about half an hour ago to come and do this. Like I—I just—I go through phases, and you know, I sure looking at 4K is great and very pretty, but um, you can't just because a system. This is this is the other thing that I I. Um, I sort of kind of live by, but um, you can't um, you can't just disregard a game because its graphics aren't aren't right. good enough yeah. or look nice enough. Because look, some some games you look at and they look terrible, but they're absolutely amazing. Yeah, like that's why I love the Switch so much. Because I, I you know, I. I'll play whatever. It doesn't matter if it's on the PlayStation 4 or, or the Switch or, or on computer. It doesn't matter because it graphics don't really mean that much to me. I'm looking for whatever is going to give me the most fun experience. Right. And right now, most of that, 90% of that is on the Switch. 
Um, well, and that's what what I'm, I'm trying to. I didn't convey it as well. It's, it seems as it needed to. It's it's not so much the way it, the way the games play or anything like that. I I mean uh, the way they look anyway. The actual like for example, Astro's Playland, it, it, the free game that actually comes with the PlayStation Five, is the best Nintendo game they never made. <laughs> it, it's it's a platformer. It feels really nice, uh, but at the same time. With the Switch, I played the 3D Mario All-Stars recently, and I just can't get into it. <laughs> I think you're just trying to, to... I think you're trying to justify that $550 Spider-Man game you bought. <laughs> that, that $550 Spider-Man game was great, by the way. But that's beside the point. It's like, you know, I, I spent $300 on the damn Switch, though. <laughs> it was yeah. like, it's, it, it, it's not that far removed yeah so it, it just it, i i don't i think it all really boils down to the types of games that you enjoy the most yeah. and with me i'm more about those twitchy action-packed type of games and, and y'all are more yeah. the puzzly cute or sometimes <laughs> yeah, you know twitch. just puzzly not cute <laughs> well i i play a lot of different games but right I, Next to me, I've got a PS4 and an Xbox One S. I haven't touched them in about 12 months. Ooh. Oh, wow. Like, long time. Like, yeah, there's good games on there, but I have, I've got my Switch and my PC. I rarely play my PC. My Switch is the most played console that I own. Right. Simple fact is, I can just, I can just sit on the couch Put something on the TV and just play. That's that's and my, watch TV. That's, like that's I, me. I, my my Switch has probably been docked maybe twice in its life. Yeah. Been played in docked maybe twice in its life, and I've had it since launch. Right. I haven't. I don't play it docked often. Uh, yeah. At all. Yeah. When I do Actually, play it. Actually, the um the past couple of weeks playing um what I'm reviewing tonight, the Resident Evil HD remake, is the only time I've docked it in. I can, honestly can't even remember the last time I, I played it with it docked. Honestly, like I mostly play play with it while I'm on the couch watching TV or in the bed or while I'm pooping. <laughs> you know that's what I love about the Switch. It, it goes I'm everywhere. Never on your Switch. <laughs> Don't touch my Switch. <laughs> you get the poo on you. Uh, but let's go to the the last story. Um, this is at bleedingcool.com. Toshihiro Nagoshi would be interested to work on F-Zero again. And me and uh, me and Derek talked about this last week. Um, and me and Bethany talked about this the other night, too. Um, right. Uh, it's been a hot minute since we've seen a proper F-Zero game released by Nintendo, something that a lot of fans would like on the Switch. I am one of them. Uh, last mm -hmm. one we saw was the for the series was back in 2003 and 2004, with the most popular being F-Zero GX for the GameCube. Uh, 17 years since, the only time we've had anything related is when you pick up Smash Brothers to see Captain Falcon. Um, in an interview with Red Bull France, Toshihiro Nagoshi was chatting about the latest Yakuza title, which I actually want to play that, when the subject of F-Zero came up. Uh, you were uh, They asked him, you were a producer on F-Zero <coughs> GX, which to this day is still considered a classic and arguably one of the best racing games ever. Would you be willing to work on F-Zero again if Nintendo asked? <coughs> Excuse me. 
Uh, he said, putting aside the possibility of this happening, I have to admit that I have a lot of affection for F-Zero GX. If the opportunity presented itself, I wouldn't be against it. And in this case, I would like to make a game with challenge. I'm assuming that if Nintendo just wants a fun and accessible racing game, they already have Mario Kart for that. Um, and that's kind of what we talked about uh, is, I, you know, I love uh, Mario Kart, but when it comes to I want to play a racing game on the Switch, but I want an F-Zero game where I can upgrade my craft. Uh, more more kind of, you know, uh, I don't want to say RPG elements. What would you say? More like elements of... Uh, like Forza and stuff, where you upgrade your right. your cars and your you know you get different um, racing suits and all that different kind of stuff. Yeah, like, like I, yeah. I I I know what you're saying. Like, and yeah, we we had a discussion about um, F Zero light games. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually think that maybe there pot there could possibly be another one in the works, but like. I love F Zero. I've played all of them. I've played all of them on console, and you know, it's one of my most favorite series. And um, like, yeah, Mario Kart's great, but at the same time, you're like, it, it has its niche audience. Um, I do like, I do like Mario Kart. I play semi-frequently when i'm in the right mood but it doesn't it doesn't fulfill that gap that i have for for fast-paced racing yeah marica right quick but they're difficult but once when you're on 200 cc it's difficult to use and you got all the items you got to go around and dodge and try and figure out and stuff like that um, one that I play heavily, and kitty. One that I play heavily yeah. is um, is Redout because it 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 fills that 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 need for that need for speed. Really, like yeah. well, they and they start you off fairly gradually. They they start you at five hundred k's an hour, and then on and then you go through. There's four classes of ships. The first class, I think they do start you around five, six hundred k's an hour, or and then convert it to miles. It's got both, but I play in metric because you know <laughs> I'm normal because you're smart. The right way, <laughs> yeah, the right way. And then they, and then they step you up, and then by the time you get to the fourth um, fourth category, which is the fastest ship you can get you're you're clocking um you're clocking 12 1300 k yeah yeah 12 1300 k's like an hour and but they do it they they do it gradually because you got to earn enough money to buy the next class of ship mm. so you gotta you gotta be in that class for a, for a while so then you get used to the tracks you get used to the mechanics of the game then you then you increase the speed, so on and so forth, until you're you're in the top top tier ships, and um, and they they do they're not all the same tracks. They they throw in new tracks here and there, and with the new DLCs, there are some there are some tricky ass tracks. Um, 
and but that but that what you had showed me with with that red out game like that is as close to what i would want from a a new uh f-zero title and you know f-zero like it's, it feels like <clears throat> you know <clears throat> i know nintendo doesn't want to um what's the word they that's what want we to, want yeah well not only that but they don't want to take <laughs> away from the mario kart um because that's like their big racing franchise but there's such good will like with people for like people love f-zero like I still love to go back and play the old SNES version. It's still a fun game to play, and it should still be one of those, you know, triple A Nintendo titles. And I just don't understand why. You know, they could, they could pull in that, you know, that hardcore racing crowd with a good F Zero game like that. Right. Yeah. I, and I, even I would have will will undock my Switch to play the game that. I love F Zero to death. I mean, the only game I I own three games for the Game Boy when I, the brief time that I had it, and one of them was an F Zero game because that's my favorite racing game on the platform. I I and, need I need another F Zero game. Yeah, and like a new F Zero game would be welcomed with open arms, but they just they got to do it. They've got to do it right. Yeah, and they've they've where like. It can't be something like, like what we had in GX. Like the 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 times have changed vastly since then, and right. it 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 does need to be fast paced. Needs to be some nice little customizations here and there. Yeah, throw in a couple of power ups, active and passive power ups. Like Redout's got all that. Um, it's just not an F zero game. Yeah. But it's it's got everything that a new F Zero would need, and the thing with Redout is it's a it's it's basically a tribute to Pod Racer, Wipeout, mm. F Zero. Um, I think there was one more, and I can't remember what it is. But it's like it's just it's a tribute to those games, and it's like all those games combined into into one fantastic game. Like Ridge Racer, <laughs> like Ridge Racer was a great game. Yeah. Like... Um, the thing that gets me about some of these that are trying to do what uh, F Zero did was the tracks aren't great in most of them, and really that's what the secret sauce is. Yeah. Give us a track that's fun, gives us that sense of speed, mm-hmm. that challenge where if and we learn the track. That's... It can, we can be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And unfortunately, I'm coming back to it, but Redout's got all that. Like, I showed Jay a wicked track that I oh, yeah. found the other day. You, The whole track is underwater. Oh, beautiful. But but you you there's a couple of sections where you go, you basically jump up out of the water like a dolphin and then go back into the water onto another part of, part of the track and then... They they've got loops, they've got pipes, they've got they've got basically the the track designs are similar to F Zero's track designs. Yeah, the nice. only one of one of the things that um, Redout prob- is possibly missing is the is a chance to eliminate um, or knock out competitors. Yeah, that's right. the one um, thing you would need, but it, it would have to be different from 
like a Mario Kart yeah. type of thing. It would have to be something that's that fits like, that F Zero universe. And yeah, and in in F Zero, you could shoulder barge mm-hmm. um, your opponents and try and do enough damage to make them explode, or you could also um, spin hit them as well to do damage. And if you hit them enough times, they explode. Yeah. Um, and Redout kind of has that with some of its um, active abilities. I haven't really looked through most of them, but. Um... Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Overall, it's a game that I love and I, I'm constantly going back to. It would just be better if it was if it was, you know, you were playing Captain Falcon or <laughs> you know, it right. had that it had that Nintendo sauce on it. It just needs that yeah. Nintendo sauce. Um, it's basically just missing Nintendo IPs. That's yeah. basically it. And but you can pick it up on the Switch. Yeah. Um, Redout is on the Switch. If you want an F Zero like game, pick it up. It's on the Switch. It's like how much was it? Like forty bucks or something? Yeah. Uh, it was on sale on Steam for ten, so it might still um, be. And so. it's it's on Steam. It's for Windows only. Yeah. But. It it is for a fact on the Switch because I've seen it on there. So you hear that, everybody? Flood Nintendo and tell them that we want a new F Zero game. Tell them to go look at Red Out and uh, give us a new F Zero game, or just go 100%. just go uh, take over that that studio and just make the Red Out games into F Zero. So that's all you got to do, Nintendo. You got the money. Like, give us what we want. That's all I'm saying. But uh, let's. You guys ready to go into our review for tonight? Um, but before sure. that, we have to do some shout outs. Um, as usual, Derek does our shout outs every week, but I'm going to do them this week. And, uh, if you'd like to be a Patreon supporter of this show and we give you the, the extra episodes every month. And of course it's me, Derek and Mr. Wiley Phelps, where once a month we get together and we do commentary tracks for movies, cartoons, anything you know, retro cinema or 80s or 90s centric. We uh, we just did the Christmas one a few weeks ago where we did two episodes. Uh, we did uh, the Christmas real Ghostbusters episode. And we also did a Batman animated series Christmas episode. So if you want to go check that out, 
go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Some of our Patreons include Armez Jackson, Axeblade07, of course Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Sat, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Randy Bailey, Tyler Watson, and our newest Patreon supporters, <laughs> Justin Olson and Brandon Rutledge, who, uh, if you listen to the Derek Diamond experience, he was on um, our panel last year for Pensacon, the Defending Bad Movies 2. Uh, what did we call it? Electric Boogaloo, or what did we talk? Uh, I mean, that has to be what we called it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So go on over to Patreon.com, support us, and keep us above the $50 level every single month. And tonight, we're going to be talking about... Ooh, spooky! I know I normally do the horror games for Halloween Horror Month, but, you know, screw it. It's a new year. I want to do this. It's the Resident Evil HD remake. Uh, it was actually officially came out in 2002. Resident Evil is a survival horror video game developed by Capcom Production Studio 4 and published by Capcom. It was released for the GameCube video game console in 2002. It is a remake of the 1996 PlayStation game Resident Evil, the first installment in the Resident Evil video game series. You don't say. Story takes place in 1998 near a fictional Midwestern town of Raccoon City where a series of bizarre murders have taken place. The player takes on the role of either Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine, stars agent sent in by the city to investigate the murders. Um... I actually, I played <clears throat> first back in the 90s. I actually played Resident Evil 2 uh, before I played 1. And because of, that is because back when Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil came out in 96, that was actually my first year of college. So I was not uh, focused on video games at the time. I was trying to pass college courses. So Resident Evil 1 completely just was not on my radar. I didn't even know that game existed until 1998 when I was working at the movie theater and uh, some of my coworkers were playing Resident Evil 2 and talking about it. So that weekend, uh, me and a buddy of mine who actually had a PlayStation, we went and rented Resident Evil 2. And he didn't have a... Uh, a, a, a what, did, what were those Sony... Um, the little hard drives, the uh, where you saved your stuff to it. What were they called? Memory card? Huh? The memory card? Yeah, the memory card. Is that what they were called? I, th I thought they were named something else. Uh, no, they little... were they were memory cards. <laughs> yeah, this, he didn't have a memory card, so we just... How do you want a PlayStation without a memory card? I don't know. He didn't have a memory <laughs> card. <laughs> that so... is the oddest thing I've ever had. I know. So we had to play the whole damn game without being able to save. I can't tell you how many times we died and had to start over from the beginning. It took like... Wow. It's just like the Pilgrims. <laughs> yeah, it took like two days <laughs> to finish the game. Um, but I loved it, and then I, I eventually went back and played the original Resident Evil. Uh, I think I actually... First time I played Resident Evil was on the, the, uh, the GameCube um, because I played Resident Evil 4 at the same time. I got them both uh, for the, the GameCube at the same time. Wow. Um, but uh, I, this version of Resident Evil, um, 
I started playing it a, a week or so ago, and it, it's on sale all the time. So if, if you've never played the, the original Resident Evil game or you know, you're know you a fan of the Resident Evil series, and you, but you've only played like the last few, definitely go back. And they're going to do a remake, uh, a, a remake like they did of Part 2 for this one, where they changed the camera angle to behind the shoulder. And that's something I really had to get used to with this version was it, it was going back to that old school Resident Evil style of the tank controls and the weird camera angles, which is cool because it's cinematic, <clears throat> but at the same time, it really sucks to play it, especially when you're doing some certain puzzles and you're trying to do things quickly and the camera angle keeps changing and you're like, God damn it, I can't do this fast enough because you're like constantly going in the wrong direction. But those are kind of few and far between. You get used to it pretty quick, uh, the camera angle. And I've gone through the first story as Chris Redfield and I'm almost finished with the second story uh, as Jill Valentine, which it, it's that it's. It's that thing where you have the two different story. You have the same, one storyline, but you have two different perspectives. You go through the first story as Chris Redfield, then you go through as Jill Valentine, and you get separate parts of the story with each person. And um, one of the biggest things that I noticed about this game was they went back and they redid uh, all of the um, original audio. And I do, I, I've heard clips of the original audio of this game, and it's horrendous. So they went back and redid all of that. Um, the game looks gorgeous on the Switch, and I didn't expect it to look as good as it did. It looks fantastic. Um, the only thing I could say about it that really took me out of the game was there was a couple of times where they still used the original cutscene. Like, they redid the whole beginning <coughs> cutscene, and they, you know, they completely re-rendered it, everything. It looked great. But there's a couple of times during the game where you get these short cutscenes where the, the, the game is so gorgeous, and then it goes to this cutscene that's like from the original game. So it goes from this real nice, crisp gameplay to this really pixelated, like, awful-looking cutscene. And it's like, it's so bad that it, like, yanks you out of the game, and you're just like, ew. That looks terrible. So, but other than that, I had a really good time playing this game. And uh, have you, Wally? We'll start with you. Have you ever played the original Resident Evil? Oh, absolutely. It was you know it, it, almost everybody with a PlayStation played it. Yeah, it was the talk of it was the bell of the ball. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm a little upset at the fact that they re-recorded. Did they re-record the dialogue? Is that what you're talking about? I think so, because I've heard some of the original dialogue and some, from what I've heard before, the dialogue, like the the voice actors are horrible. And I didn't really notice any horrible, horrible voice acting while playing this version. So, And I remember reading, I think they did redo the... Uh, Let's see. Original developers. I see. Blah blah blah. Uh, developers added new areas for players to explore. Changed most of the puzzle designs. Um, let's see. Let's cut from the original game. Uh, no. I. Let's see. 
No, I don't see anything. Oh, yeah, they hired new voice actors and rewrote the game script to make the plot more convincing. Uh, oh, the, for Christ's sake. The game, was <laughs> the game was developed over the course of one year and two months. Final development was very intense, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was released March 2002 in Japan and April 2002 in North America. So, yes, they well, went back and redid all the voice stuff. I mean, I understand because it was hot garbage, yeah. and, but but it was classic hot garbage. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> I don't like I don't like this whole idea. So what about you, Bethany? Did you ever play the original? Because um, this is I mean, this is the granddaddy of you know survival <laughs> horror. Is this game? This is where it all started right here. Even though, uh, just as a side note, this game was not really a remake but it was kind of a spiritual successor to a game that capcom did in japan for the nes that never came out in america called uh sweet home uh and there's a lot of stuff in sweet home that uh is in the resident evil series like the umbrella corporation all that kind of stuff um it's sort of this uh, same it's it deals with zombies and all that kind of stuff I do have a ROM of it. Uh, I tried to play it, but I need to download a ROM that has it in English because it's really hard to play if you don't know Japanese. Uh, and I'm too old to learn a new language, so I, I'm going to have to find just a new ROM of it. But back to Bethany. Have you ever played the uh, the original Resident Evil game? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, no, I, I never owned uh, PlayStation um growing up um so i never played resident evil um i know of it i know about it i've i think i might have played some modern day renditions of it but i've never actually played the original um and um at the same time like um it is actually a very good game and um it would have uh um kicked off as you said the survival horror genre like it, um to my knowledge i know survival horror was around because there was some pc games that were already doing it mm. but i suppose this was more and correct me if i'm wrong but i suppose this was more the game that brought it to console and more uh, modern, uh, not modern, but more people. Because yeah. it was, because it was on console. So, but um, yeah, uh, I just, I've played bits of it, uh, like bits of modern day um, renditions of it, um, newer games of it, but never the original. Yeah, uh, well, it kind of changed uh, around Resident Evil 4. Uh, it became kind of less about zombies and more... Um, see, I, I, I played 5. Did, do you remember much of the, the story, there, Wally, from like 5 and 6? I played them, but I, I don't no. remember much from them. Uh, like, I, I, I didn't a have a... I didn't have a console that would play them. Yeah. <laughs> so at the at the time that they well, were well, I contemporaneous, played, I played five and six on uh, the three sixty, and um, I don't think I ever finished six. Um, but yeah, they became less about zombies and more kind of actiony, kind of you know, and just straight up just action games. Um, right. I like going back to the original. 
game of this where it there's something about these early Resident Evil games that just suck you in and make you feel like you're alone in this mansion. And they were very smart about it because, you know, uh, not only is it the music and the sound effects and just the, the it, they made it feel bigger than it was because there is so much backtracking in in the game but because of that those weird camera angles it's really hard to orient yourself to where you kind of know where you are if you know what i'm saying and it, it makes um jump scares a lot easier because you can't peer around corners um you know, it, you do have to do a lot of backtracking, but I found myself having to look at the the map a lot because I would go to the same places twenty times and still not know how to get where I'm going because those camera angles are so crazy that keep right. changing around. Um, so that was kind of one of the smart things they did. Uh, and for this HD version, they actually have versions uh, for the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One uh, that are five point one surround with 1080p. Uh, and widescreen aspect ratio of 16 by 9. Uh, the original original, uh, the original pre-rendered backgrounds have 4 by 3 format. Um, they, the developers decided against re-rendering them in 16 by 9 because it would allow players to see more of the environment than intended, reducing the sense of immersion and danger. Uh, so I guess they left the original uh, cut scenes in those two. But that's pretty much what this version is, too, um, because it was released... Um, for the Nintendo Switch, uh, May 21st, 2019, uh, along with Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 0. Um, did I, I paid $12 for this. It was worth every penny. It's usually about $20, uh, $19.99, I think. But if you are interested in getting it, I would say it's worth the 20 bucks. But I would just put it on my wish list because it literally goes on sale like every three months. And goes down to about twelve bucks. So if you're if you're willing to wait, I would just wait. Or um, sometimes they come out with bundles too. Like they'll put in uh, Resident Evil Zero with it, or or what they'll have like you know the Capcom Resident Evil bundles. Um, but yeah, that, there's not much bad I can say about the game other than it does take a while to get used to those crazy weird camera angles. And I thought at first it would bother me going back into it and playing it that way, especially after playing the Resident Evil 2 remake and how much I loved the fact that they just moved the camera behind the shoulder, um, made the game just... Because it's no... You know, like, Resident Evil 2 is still my favorite game of all time. I had that game on the Nintendo 64 and just played it over and over and over again. And then the remake was so good. So that's why I can't wait until they do... Uh, a complete remake of this game um, with the behind the shoulder thing. I'll, I'll play it any way they want to give it to me because I just I'm in love with the Resident Evil series, especially these early games because I love the puzzle aspects of it. Um, I love you know the even though it's kind of aggravating sometimes, it adds to it the fact that you don't have much inventory space, so you got to make decisions about. Okay, am, right. I, am I going to take this with me? What am I going to put in the, you know, you come across those uh, those chests where you can store stuff. And you're like, okay, well, do I take um, this with me? Or <clears throat> do I want to take um, extra, uh, you know, first aid spray with me? Because I don't know what the hell I'm going to run into in this next 
spot that I go to. So it's it created that that tension with everything that the game did. And I know some of it, you know, people don't like the the inventory and like management and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, that's what makes the game for me is that uncomfortable uncomfortability that the game makes because it, it, that all that you know kind of uncomfortableness just emerges you in that environment even more right yeah and um like survival horror as a, as a genre um they've actually these days they've done it fairly well they can even make you feel helpless even mm-hmm. while giving you firearms or a knife or something to defend yourself like they still manage to make you feel helpless well there are some and, games I, uh, that i actually have on steam and i don't remember what they're called but you're like a investigator and you go into a uh like a, evil within a, is it evil within or something and you don't even have a weapon the only thing you can do is run <laughs> so like if something's coming after you you just run that's all you can do uh, <laughs> and like i I like games like that. I like the, you know, survival horror type games. Um, but back sort of like back on point with Resident Evil, I think they probably could have made the background 16 by 9. I don't think it would have changed the immersion much, the immersion too much. Yeah. Um, but I suppose they might have had to have zoomed the camera in a bit more. Um, obviously, like there's other other problems that um that can arise that they can easily fix but at the same time um it's i do get what they're saying it's just um it with it being such an old game um changing the background to 16 by 9 could could without doing um, a little bit of extra work, you could have that little bit of um, disconnection, I suppose. But yeah. I, I don't think it would have been much. Well, that's kind of that, those were the parts that really, you know, kind of yanked me out of the game was when it would go to those cutscenes, and you know, the just the the resolution was so jarring between them. You know, they didn't even go in and, and re-render them or anything. It was like the original like 240 resolution that, you know, and you're going from you know, like on the Switch 7, you know, 720p to like 280 <laughs> and it was like, whoa, what happened? I thought like the, the Switch overheated or something. I was like, what happened? And then it goes back to the gameplay and everything's all crisp and beautiful and it's like, whoa, they really need to go back and just redo this whole thing yeah and that's even worse like just switching from two completely different resolutions yeah um just makes it even worse makes you feel even more disconnected than a slight um slight re-render of the cutscenes. yeah but they, like I said, yeah. they're, they're so few and far between you don't get a ton of cutscenes in the game a lot of the game story is told through, you know, the the letters that you find and the files that you get throughout the game. And then every once in a while, you'll run into another Stars team member. 
and they those they do well like they they re-rendered those but you'll come across these random cut scenes like there's one part where you um you have to t- use a crank to um close off this uh, water valve and the water in this pool goes down so as soon as you're done cranking it it goes to this other cutscene, and it's so it's from the original game and it's so jarring like you can't even see like it, it's so, the the quality of it is so low that you it, it just yanks you out of the game and then it pops back and you're standing there at the crank and it's this beautiful game again but those are Few and far between, but when they happen, they do yank you out of the game, and it's like, ugh, that should have been fixed. (laughs) (laughs) But for the most part, I would say, you know, if you're interested in survival horror, if you've ever, if even if you played Resident Evil back in the day, and you're like, it looked great back then, but it probably looks like crap now. No, it looks great. Like this HD remake is totally, in my mind, 100% worth the money, and because I, it took me um, just to go through the Chris Redfield storyline, and and I'll keep in mind it was my first playthrough. I did I don't totally didn't remember <clears throat> any of the puzzles or where to go. I got lost a lot. It took me 15 hours to go through that first storyline. Uh, I'm going through the second storyline now with uh, Jill Valentine, and I'd say I'm gonna finish it probably in the next couple of hours and I, I would say I'll probably finish that in half the time. So you're gonna get roughly, you know, twenty-five hours of playtime out of this game. And I've loved every second of it. I love the way the Resident Evil games make me feel. I like the that environment. I love solving the puzzles. And I, I I think it's a great looking game. And if you have a Switch or PS4 or Still have an Xbox One or Xbox Three, hell, even Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Uh, I think they have a PlayStation Three version of it. Um, what else did they do? Uh, there's a Wii version of it. I mean, it's pretty much available everywhere to get this HD remake. So, if you're interested in Wii playing, scared me. Yeah, just pick it up because it's absolutely one hundred percent worth the money. I mean, even at twenty bucks on the Switch. Like I said, I bought it on sale for twelve ninety nine, but even at twenty, I, I would have felt completely justified. And I, on a scale of one to ten, it's a solid eight. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I can't I I really like for you guys to play it, especially you, Bethany, and, and see because you are you know way younger than me and Wally. We're old farts at this point, and. Uh, <laughs> So I'd love to see what you you would think about it um, going back in time and playing this type of game that was popular in the 90s and see what that type of gameplay was like then. Well, it was PS1, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it, was, yeah. Uh, it came out in 96, yeah. the original. Yeah, like I grew up in that time frame. Like from, um, I was early 90s, so I... I basically grew up with PS1, basically PS1 to PS4, SNES to Switch, mm-hmm. and Xbox to Xbox One X, uh, Xbox Series X. Like that—that's the time frame that I've grown up in. And although I haven't played those consoles, like I've had a PS3, 
and a PS4, but um, I, 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 and I know what, what, what the game would have looked like in its original form. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was in that weird 3D period. But mm. even still, like, a lot of people give the 64 crap for everything like how 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 most how some games ended up looking and the controller and stuff like that but like that's what i grew up on and yeah. you know uh, i uh, even even with playstation i've seen a lot of playstation games and and even even one that definitely comes to mind is tomb raider mm-hmm. like oh. tomb, tomb raider made its made its home on the playstation come out on the ps1 i believe um and yeah it was all polygons but yeah that's what we had back then and um i still play games from that generation now even some even older um just because they're good games i i definitely will give it a look that's why i think that a lot of the games from that era need to be redone you know, like I, I think this is the perfect game to get remade, like the the way they did with the uh, Resident Evil Two, and I, I think right. um, Nintendo needs to go back and take some of those games from that era, the Nintendo sixty four era, and redo like they did with the, you know, they did that recently with the uh, um, uh, Pod Racer. You know, they're going back to the sixty four and taking some of those games and and remaking them with uh, today's graphics and sound and everything and they still hold up and even this though this game was uh redone you know remastered in 2002 and then they cleaned it up even more for you know in 2015 this game's great you know it still holds up to this day and there are so many more other games that from that era that deserve you know a little love and a, a new paint job Right. That's just my opinion. My opinion. I think Metal Gear Solid should really be remade because the the original. Because I want to play it again, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just it's so hard to find a good a good copy of it. If that makes yeah. sense, you know. Hell, and I don't have a working PlayStation no, <laughs> one at this point. I would love a new version, a PS4 or PS5 version of Twisted Metal. Like bring oh that back. <laughs> I love uh, Twisted Metal Two was yeah. my favorite game of that generation. Sweet Tooth for Life, uh, baby. <laughs> I think I only I think I only played a little bit of Twisted Metal back in the day. Like it wasn't a game that was hev- that was actually on my radar. Um, I think I yeah I only played like a real small amount of it. But right, um, yeah, it's it's a great game. Same as like Burnout. Yeah. I love Burnout. Love Burnout. Yeah. Um, and but like the game that I played the most was Burnout Three. Yeah, it was either Burnout Burnout Two or Burnout Three, um, and they were amazing games. And the only one you can get is Burnout Paradise. Yeah, which and isn't as good. The <laughs> port of it, the PC port for it, is trash. Oh no! You know what? Like game... the the controls are really not uh, not proper. Like even if you play it on a Xbox con- uh, controller, it's just the controls are clunky. Yeah, yeah. 
because uh, the the three and uh, Burnout Revenge, I think it was. Oh, uh, I love Burnout Revenge. Yeah, they great. both had such perfect arcadey controls. And, you know what and game that, needs just, to be redone? Just for the, and Wally, uh, I, I think you will uh, agree with me here. And it's in the survival horror genre. Uh, it was for the 360 uh, Condemned. Remember Condemned? Oh, yeah. That needs a remake. That's that's. I think you remember, too, I played that game, and I had to stop playing it for a few days because there was a jump scare in that game that was so bad. I actually threw my controller at the TV and I got so angry and upset. I just, I turned my 360 off and I wouldn't go in my room for like a day. Uh, <laughs> Which one was what jump scare? Well, he, 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 was, he had an, he had an adult cry. It was, I was going down the <laughs> stairs into the, like a sewer or a, underground work area. And uh-huh. usually you, you go into these lockers and then, you know, there would be like, I don't know, health packs or whatever. And there was a part where I saw a locker. I opened it up, and there was this uh, zombie lady in there that just jumped out at me. And I just screamed and threw the controller at the TV. Uh, like, I'm done. I did the same thing. <laughs> the, the thing with the thing with Condemned that made it so terrifying is the the limited amount of uh, weapons weaponry that yeah. was available because all of the guns were finite and. So were all of the bludgeoning weapons. Yeah. And you had to be like, okay. Well, it was so, so if I hit him twice, run over there and grab the gun, I'll be able yeah. to put off a <laughs> shot before I can get over to the bat. He might drop his gun at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's it, just it, such a, to... a cool game as far as like the, the detective mechanics that it had right. in it where you you know you're you're trying to solve a mystery and you've got all these little cool like detective uh like machines like a little technology uh, whatever like right. game you had stuff. to search the the yeah, room looking for yeah. like fingerprints and like DNA and like all that kind of different stuff and just it and then the the, the atmosphere of that game like when you're going in that abandoned shopping mall and there's like all the Uh-oh. the um the mannequins that would follow you like, I oh mean, my. and then you turn around and they're all like right there, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you trying to kill me? Oh and, man! And the and the ending is just so pants on head crazy. Yeah. That you know, I I couldn't believe that that's how they were going to wrap things up. That was <laughs> one of the most unsung games of the Xbox 360. It was not a Probably huge agree. hit, but everybody that played it thought it was great like just one of those games like must play games for the xbox 360 right i didn't i didn't play it until almost at the end of the 360 run and you had my copy of it because i got done with it like dude you have to play this game right it it was it was great i'm i never actually i've never heard of it oh my Uh, gosh I so survival horror is a genre that I dabble in very very rarely. Um, I myself don't particularly like horror games, but I have a few on my list that I actually don't mind um, playing. Like um, Among the Sleeps, actually a pretty decent um, horror game. Um, 
if you want to feel any more helpless than you already do in a regular horror game, make your make your child a toddler that walks through a house that's haunted, <laughs> holding a teddy bear. Like survival horror is one of those genres that it can be done poorly and it yeah. can be done right. But when it's done right, it is one of the most amazing experiences. Like, um, like, uh, 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 SCP. SCP is a fantastic horror game. Yes. Um, um, if you haven't heard of it, look oh. it up. Um, there's heaps of videos on it. Um, I watch playthroughs of SCP. Yeah, I have watched playthroughs of SCP, and it's actually a really good game. Um, uh, Alien Isolation is another good one. I hear that. Yeah, I've um, watched that gameplay game of that. Fantastic. Um, I've seen gameplay of that game, and it looks horrifying. Like, I don't know if I could handle the tension in that game. Um, <laughs> it, I've watched a complete playthrough of it, and it is a fantastic game. Um, the Evil Within is another fantastic horror game. Um, um, and... The game I was trying to think of a little while ago, I'm pulling up my uh, thing here, is Amnesia. Have you guys played Yeah, it? Amnesia is oh, yeah. fantastic. Amnesia. Amnesia Dark Descent is amazing. And Outlast. Um, Did you ever play Outlast? No, but I th- I've played, I've watched a playthrough of um, Amnesia. And Amnesia Dark Descent, um, yeah. but not Outlast. <laughs> but Outlast I know Outlast is good is too. Amazing. It's in that same kind of vein as uh, you know, Amnesia. I tried to play a game called Dead by Daylight, uh, which is a multiplayer game where you are either a uh, person who is being hunted by a serial killer, or you are the serial killer hunting down the people. Mm-hmm. And that game. That game's amazing to watch. Is what that uh, amazing to play with friends? And when you get, it's actually really entertaining to watch when like you're right. watching big YouTubers and stuff. It's a really decent game to watch. See, I, I I tried to play it on Stadia, and there was no one to play it with. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's your problem. <laughs> well, all I gotta say is if if. If you're listening to this and you have Xbox Game Pass, I'm, it's probably on there, condemned for the 360. If it is, I cannot uh, recommend that Back that game out. enough. It, it, look it up real quick, Wally, and see if it's on there. Um, but yeah, uh, Bethany, if you get a chance to play Condemned, that's one of those games that will compel you to keep playing it, but at the same time, it's going to scare the absolute crap out of you. And you have to play it in the dark. When you're, when you're um, yeah, another game that I dabble in frequently is um, The Long Dark. It's such a good game. It's a like actual survival horror. Um, you're basically plane crashed or some sort of story like that. You're thrown in the woods and you've got to survive for uh, as many days as possible. I and heard of this. There, and, at, at night, there's random animal encounters like wolves and bears, and um, there's even some in um, during the day. And what makes it, what does make it hard is that yeah, you got to 
you got to manage your food and drink resources and sleep, which within this game, they're actually manageable. Um, I know in some survival horror cases, the way in the way that this is done, they drain stupidly quick and it becomes really unmanageable and more of a task. But with, with the long dark, I found everything's very manageable. It doesn't take you out too much, but you also got to fight the cold as well. I think because I may have you're... watched you or Rampage play this uh, over time. Uh, probably would have been me. Yeah. I remember something. Uh, it sounds very, very familiar. It is a very it, good game to play. Were you it to... doesn't look like it's on Game Pass. Uh, it is 20 bucks though. Uh, that's not bad, actually. It may be available on good old, good old games, too. Uh, maybe even Steam. I haven't looked it up. But uh, we need to get going, fellas. We've been here almost an hour and a half. So <laughs> this was a, a meaty show for the, <laughs> the, the uh, subscribers this week. So um, delicious. Before we, before we go, we'll start with uh, Bethany. Um, where would you like to direct people for your, your online goodness? Um, you can find me um, at Bethany underscore Fox One. That's, um, that's my Twitter. Um, you could also find me at my Instagram, if you wish, um, if you're curious to see what I'm getting up to with my models, um, you can, um, go and follow me at, um, which is actually the same as Bethany under Fox underscore Fox one. Awesome. Um, uh, your Twitch the same. No, my Twitch is actually um, just Bethany Fox, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just Bethany Fox. That's my Twitch. Fantastic. Um, go, go give him a follow, everybody. And definitely go join our Discord community. He runs a tight ship over there. Um, so what about you, Wally? What, uh, where would you like to direct the good people to find your online goodness? Uh, at the real big wall everywhere, except for Facebook, where it's facebook.com slash Wally is funny. Fantastic. And, uh, <laughs> I've been streaming a lot of Fortnite <laughs> recently because they had the Mandalorian as yes. its theme. And in order to, to get baby Yoda, you have to go to level 100. So I've been on the grind to get to that point. Uh, I am halfway there. I'm at level 51. Fantastic. <laughs> and I got my fingers crossed I can make it there without having to spend money. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and I think that's going to about do it for this show. I'm going to play our music. And if you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, where if you go throw us a couple of bucks a month, you help keep food in our bellies and the lights on here at the Nerd Cave Retro Studios. And if you can't do that, can't throw us a couple bucks a month, please go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So let, I'll let you do the sign off, Wally. Tell them what, what it's all about. Live long and smoke meats. Yes. I haven't heard that in forever. No one has. <laughs>
I stopped getting smoked meats in the mail, so I needed to have to bring it back. The last time I heard that was PCP days. Right. Of course. <laughs> I wish people could still go listen to PCP. It was so good. <laughs> but we're going to go. Good night, everybody. Monkey. Monkey. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.